So sometimes I wonder if the world really deserves people like Mike Flanagan or Jennifer Kent. You don't think they do? I don't know. I mean, they're they're two people who are proving that horror can <laughs> be something to be admired and not just seen as like a genre. That's that's a good that's a good starting point for me. Yeah. Be, okay. So, the Babadook is our actually one and only overlap. Overlap. Our um, combined. It was on both of our top fives. Yes, we re um, we retooled it a little to to make it number three. I don't know why we placed it there. Just to I think just to have it in the middle, really. And we wanted to be able to talk about it all. Right. And we we're giving it its own episode because it. Yes. It, well, it's it's well deserving of it, but I think so. Listen, the Babadook was. I think it was the first horror movie that really made me appreciate what horror could be. And it's it's a completely different type of horror mm-hmm. than what we're used to. It's it's psychological, yes, but it's also largely metaphorical, mm-hmm. and and it kind of takes it makes you you have to think a lot about it to really understand right. where where the true horror is coming from. It's a it's a psychological horror movie under the under the uh, under the guise, so to speak, of a monster film of a creature feature, right so to speak. Right. Yeah. And and not only did this not only did the Babadook make me realize what horror could be, it was also one of the first horror movies that I remember like being like truly afraid of. And oh yeah. And it it didn't it we've we've talked about how we don't like jump scares, how they mm-hmm. are largely ruining horror films. This doesn't really have any. I, I can't think of really a single one. Maybe one. This movie doesn't rely on that kind of scare. Right. But somehow it both makes you afraid from the psychological aspects mm-hmm. while also creating a, a monster, this this haunting creature mm-hmm. that is scary in and of itself. Yes. Within the confines of the of the film. And this this movie I have seen it countless times because I love it. I watched it with yeah. friends. I've watched it I've by shown, myself a lot of times. I've shown so many people. I this really movie, I dude. really can't. I I don't get sick of it at all. But no. it's it's truly a terrifying story. It really is, and it's terrifying because a lot of the fear comes from what you can't see. Mm-hmm. A lot of the fear comes from the monster who outside of silhouettes and brief glimpses of a face we don't we don't we don't truly see the monster and and that largely is related to the fact that the monster is a is a creation of what's in um oh, what's the mother's name is it is it Ellie I think it's Ellie are they? I don't know. Amelia. A, Amelia. The, the it, actress is Essie Davis. Yes, it's it's largely a creation of what is in Amelia's mind, right? Right. It it, it is a the the monster is a product of her grief, and of her sadness. Not not some supernatural presence or actual monster. Well, and it's it's a reflection of the dread that she is experiencing, and and mm-hmm. the battle truly going on um, within her own psyche. Right. Right. It's something that, and I think this differs from a, a couple movies we'll talk about and that we have talked about kind of more with a more um, 
with a more nihilistic approach to the story, mm-hmm. the idea that you, you can't escape your problems. This movie is largely about how you can overcome these these yeah. horrible, horrible things that all humans are... Like, grief is one of the worst things a human can experience. Like, true grief. Like, mm-hmm. loss and the grief that comes from it is one of the hardest things for humans to experience to go through, right? It's one of the most physically mentally exhausting and and harsh things that you can put a human through. And this movie actually does cover a lot of the the physical um degradation of of loss. Right. And the idea that that grief to a degree can can prevent you from even being able to um mentally and emotionally and physically handle the what's required of you day to day whether that's right parenting whether that is you know reading a book and mm-hmm. and just th- this idea um that this psychological monster that is created stops our main character Amelia in her tracks her mm-hmm. her life is at a standstill because of this monster right. that is haunting her well it also keeps her from from truly loving her son yeah, throughout the majority of the film. A lot of the movie is about her trying to not just cope with what's happened to her, but also to, to that, that grief, the, the loss she experiences prevents her from, from, from truly being, um, what's the word when you love, uh, like, I can't think of the word. Like you love, not unequivocally, but you like love someone regardless of what they do. Mm-hmm. Like love, like absolute love. Yeah. Right. Which is what you like. If you have a kid, you're not gonna, you're not gonna love them and then not love them another day. Right. Right. You're gonna love them all the time, every time. And a lot of this movie is about her tr- trying to f- kind of figure out how to do that. Right. right. And and realizing that she can't in the state that she's in. Right. Um, and, and it's, we get the, the physical representation of it through, through the book and, and through the monster. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm, but you're right. I mean, this, this story is, is horror really unlike any other because of the way that it explores innate human emotions mm-hmm. and, and things that we really have no control over to a degree. And we see her lack of control really <clears throat> start to play out as she, as she tries to gain control over her own mind and her own thoughts. But mm. also the, the more, um, the more simple aspects of her life, whether that's, you know, friendships or whether that's, going to a birthday party, like these, these little things that might seem unimportant, that might seem, um, like, like they're, they're the simplest of tasks that we could go through. But because of this fight that's going on, uh, for her in her, in her mind, and because Mm of this, this thing that is hanging over her and, and constantly haunting her, um, she loses control in every way. And, and she loses control physically and mentally and emotionally. And we see that breakdown taking place. And we see, like you said, 
the 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 loss of love for her own child and right it's the whole movie too visually is so dark and dreary and oh there's yeah. really like there's hardly any color palette it's to very it yeah at all very pale yeah and mm-hmm. and and it's the way that they use the lighting the way that they that they show when they do in limited capacity the monster it all plays in so nicely oh yeah um, to this struggle that that Amelia is going through that really we could all fall into at at, at some point right even outside of our own control mm-hmm. it's it's something that she has no say over and right. it it's it's this constant fight that she's having to fight <clears throat> and that she is she is throughout most of the film not winning right the movie also doesn't cut any corners no like her her sort of mental breakdown is fully realized in the movie uh, the movie's an hour hour and a half hour and 34 minutes throughout that hour and a half runtime the the mental physical breakdown and kind of depreciation of amelia is there are there are no gaps Mm mm-hmm you f- every moment feels important in that kind of that 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 chronological breakdown it doesn't feel like the movie has to cut any corners or skip to different parts it it all happens in the runtime that you're given yeah and it it's soup that it makes it feel super super effective and it gives every scene a sense of meaning right because while we're technically building character throughout this movie it's really more we're we're breaking down character. Right. Right. The character is kind of initially set up pretty quick. And instead of watching the characters kind of go through these scenes and, and build to build towards something, we're seeing them we're seeing them crack mm-hmm. and and falter towards the end. Which I think is is when I when I first watched it, it, it was something I hadn't really ever I hadn't seen very often in a movie before this one well and it's it's something that's not it's it's something that's not really explored um in many other avenues this idea that that the character growth is more you know catabolism it's it's a breakdown physically it's a breakdown emotionally and we we see this character who who every time we get a glimpse is worse off than she was the last time we saw her even mm-hmm. minutes ago, right? And right. and and seeing that breakdown, seeing seeing you know physically, she starts to look exhausted, and mm-hmm. and as as she is becoming exhausted mentally and physically, we start to see you know that that emotional decline, and it, mm-hmm. and it as that happens, the film's also getting scarier. The stakes right. are getting higher. The monster is taking more the of a hold. The monster is the monster is taking over her life as mm-hmm. as it's not because the monster is powerful. It's not because the monster is forcing it upon her. It's because she is slowly losing control right. and it is filling the gaps, but it's filling right. it with dread and fear um, mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of not really knowing how much worse it can truly get. Right. She is, she is feeding the monster with her decline. Yes. Which is, I mean, it, it took me um, a couple watches to kind of, um, really, kind of recognize what the movie was was trying to say about about the monster and and how, you know, r- really the monster is is Amelia. Amelia is right. is the Babadook, right? Mm-hmm. She is 
she created that monster through her 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 loss through losing her husband when she was you know i i believe i believe what happens is is she's pregnant and they're driving to the hospital and and that's when her husband dies mm-hmm. right before she has um her son sam and kind of that that idea that you know the monster is is actually just a a a a physical um kind of representation of her her current psyche or or her current mental state right well and and as opposed to an actual physical creature it's almost a mirror of kind of the hate inside of her it's a mirror of the grief inside of her all of these things that she's feeling that she's going through um it's presenting it to her in 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 the form of of the babadook and and it's it's scary to think about but also that that kind of metaphorical reflection mm-hmm. is going to be different for each one of us we're all right. we're all going to experience this movie in a different way and i think that's part of what makes it so appealing is that you can really interpret this movie however you want to but what you what you can't what you can't change and what this movie is really pointing out to each and every one of us is that if you allow the darkness to take hold, it's going, it's not going to give ground, right? Right. If if you feed the worst parts of you, they're just going to grow. And, and, and that's what this is really showing. It's, it's just as much, um, it's just as much a horror movie as it is, a warning for what we what we can become if we're not careful. Right. It's 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 kind of like you know we you talk about having your inner demons. Yeah. It's it's like if your if your inner demon became a a physical presence in your life. Mm-hmm. Right. And one thing I one thing I I I really loved about this movie was um, how it ends. You know we we end on you know there there's kind of this. There's kind of this this things kind of settled down, right? The monster's kind of contained, and we we think it goes away. We think it leaves, right? And then there's that moment where her son brings her the worms from the yard, and she goes into the basement. Mm-hmm. And there's that moment where something, you know, the camera becomes the Babadook, and and it rushes out towards her and takes hold of her, and she leans back. She goes, "No, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay." The movie doesn't specifically say that when you overcome something, it just goes away. And that scene leans into the idea that the only way for that to truly never come to form again in, in your, in your life is to feed yourself with the things that can make you happy. Right. Right. And, and and wake up, and deal with it day to day because right. she she realizes that it's it's not going away anytime soon. Right. She realizes that it's a daily battle, mm-hmm. but not necessarily one. While while of course it's it's still frightening. Mm-hmm. It's not something that has to consume your life the way that it has right. been. And and we almost we almost get some hope <clears throat> in that ending. 
but at the same time, I would say the ending is, is full of hope. Right. But at the same time, realizing that it, the monster's not going anywhere, right? The monster will be there. Probably, and, probably and forever, probably forever. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you have to learn, you have to learn to fight every day against you have to learn that you have to you have to see it for what it is right but that's you have to you have to approach it and that's why the scene where she actually goes down to quote-unquote feed it with worms yeah which are of the earth which to me means like in order to in order to fight something like that you have to take something natural what is natural what is of the earth things that are 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 truly you know kind of good in that they are they are naturally occurring or like like her son like spending time with her son mm-hmm. that's what keeps the the grief and the hatred and the fear at bay right is addressing it and going i'm going to feed this with something of the earth and then i'm going to move on with my day yeah exactly right? but but it's it's a hard lesson because it's not comforting it's not no and it and no, it's no, no, not no. and it's not comfortable to have to to have to learn the lesson that your problem, whatever it is, whatever, like you said, whatever demons you're fighting off, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're not going anywhere. Right. And, and it's not, it's not something that we as humans want <clears throat> to hear. We want fixes to our problems. Right. She wants this monster to, to leave her alone and leave her son alone. And, right. And of course, to a degree she is the monster who needs to who needs to leave them alone right. but but it's not that's not something that she wants to confront and it's not something right. that we want to confront in right. our own lives and it's something she has to confront right and that's the that's the kind of the overarching i think idea here is that you you can't just run far enough away and then the problem is solved but you can overcome that problem if you address it for what it is you have to address it for what it is, take it in stride, and then you can overcome. But also, it's not something you just overcome once and then it's gone. It's something you have to, every single day, take a look at. You know, you have to address it at its face, and then you can you can you can take that overcome. You can you can take that step to overcome. Mm-hmm. But it's not something that'll ever go away. And that's a hard. It is. That's a hard lesson to learn. And I think that's one thing that that horror films are so one of one thing that horror films are so like full of potential because they can take an idea like that and show you the the darkest scariest grimiest version of it mm-hmm. but still have an ending like the babadook where it says you can still you can still you know the fear can be overcome but it still has to be addressed yeah it still has to be still has to be taken into account yeah it, to it, a certain it, degree it, it doesn't give you an out but it gives you the tools that you need yes to to still take care of yourself in in whatever way you need right. the most right fear fear can be overcome but it, normally it's by the fact that you you got to turn the lights on and look at the monster right and this movie I think is probably one of the best examples of that in any horror film I've ever ever mm-hmm. seen. I mean, it's, it's, it's on this, li- I think it's on both of our lists and it's the only one we really have overlap with because it's one that's easily agreeable to say that, yeah, it, it has a lot to say about grief 
Well, and, and so, so unique in what it has to say about the human condition and mm -hmm. what it has to yeah. say about life. And it's, it feels kind of strange diving into, to a horror movie as, as something that can teach us lessons about life, right? Like this, positive lessons this about is life. Such, it's, it's such a strange movie in that way, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but also it doesn't shy away from the worst parts of human nature. Mm -hmm. and, and and that in and of itself is is such a scary thing for us to have to confront. Right. Right. Dude, I I really love this movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad we, this was the one that overlapped. I think this was a great Yeah. A, a good choice for overlap. And I, I'm glad that this one got its own episode. I think it kind of deserves it. Yeah. And not not necessarily that it's I'm not saying that it's it, it's the best of all of our films, but it right it's so. I don't know. I feel like this one has so much more to dive into than the other ones. It had definitely had a, a I mean a huge impact on me at least. I don't I don't know maybe not as like not more than other films that are on these lists, but I just I do remember the first time watching it, just feeling so impacted. And feeling like, wow, that was the first time a horror movie like made me feel more than just kind of afraid. Yeah. You know, or nihilistic. Like, no matter what I do, I, I'm just, you know, the the darkness is going to get me anyway. Well, and it, it seems like no matter how many times I watch this, which I hope I get to soon. It, and it's it, been a lot of times. This is so... It, yeah. Many. Yeah. Um, it's fine. It's also very rewatchable. Like, I could watch this movie. Yeah. All the way through and immediately hit restart from beginning yeah. and watch it again and enjoy every second and get of it. And get something and, and out of it. And get something new out of it. Right. Exactly. Right. And and that's, I think that's what makes this movie really special too. Mm -hmm. Dude, can we talk? Okay. So we, we've talked about kind of how the more subtextual. Can we talk about some of the scenes that are just downright frightening in this movie? Like the car. Um, the car. Um, the scene where the Babadook just kind of slowly moves out of the shadows and then its fingers pop out. Oh man. When and it's, it, it, it's a jacket like hanging on the wall. Yeah, dude. And then it just starts moving forward towards Amelia and she's laying in her bed. Yeah. And then its hands come down to the side. My oh, God. Oh dude. Those scenes make, man, those scenes make me shiver. Even oh. the book, the way that the book changes yeah. Dude, to reflect okay. what is happening in their life. The scene, I think in the mm, first time she reads the book, like she's reading off the page and then she stops reading and just starts reading in her head. So the camera tracks through the words and we're just reading it to ourselves. That was one of the, I don't know why, but that moment was so, mm -hmm. so freaking scary. Well, and when we're filling in the blanks ourselves and we're just reading in our head too. Like yeah. what the book is saying about dying and all this stuff, man, that's like, I don't know why it was so simple, but so effective. Well, and I, th in I how, think it's also how... so scary watching her kind of turn on her own son, mm -hmm. right? Like right. almost, almost like, and this sound, this is too morbid, but, but like the idea of like eating her own young, right? She, she has this, this <clears throat> deep hatred for her son right? because of he represents the loss that she has and, yes. and she's turning on him slowly at times, but we see her e even, even at small moments from the beginning, we see her snap mm -hmm. and, and 
sometimes she realizes it, sometimes she doesn't. But we also get the the idea that she is kind of neglecting him, mm-hmm. not just meaning that she's ignoring him. But there's that quote where she asks she asks her son, um, like where where did you get the the firecrackers? And he right. says, you got them for me on the internet. And she mm-hmm. goes, well, that's the end of the internet then. And mm-hmm. you, you kind of get this idea that she's not all there. She's not right. taking care of him the way that she should. She probably should. And, yeah. and, and that's obviously that's not the monster. But so it, it's scary watching her mindlessness mm-hmm. almost. And, yeah. Yeah. and her just, I don't know, her, uh, I, I think that the, the, the mother Amelia herself, mm-hmm. the the monster is a reflection of her, but she is one of the scarier parts of the movie at oh, times. Yeah. Like Be- she is a monster for her son. Right. Right. And and that's such a that's <clears throat> such a scary thing that kind of ties back to to what we talked about with the shining of like someone that you love the most turning against you. Someone that you love and trust. Right. Being what haunts you, being what yeah, being life. what is yeah, being right? what is your monster. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. One thing I think this movie is a really good example of. Before we kind of wrap up, is um, it's a great example of of horror where things are happening in the background that characters might not be aware of, but that the viewer becomes aware of. Where it, it kind of builds that that the sort of tension we talked about this a little bit when we in our jump scares aren't scary video last week Mm -hmm. where things we see things unfold in the background that the characters might not be fully um aware of and that creates a sort of a sort of tension or, or feeling of helplessness that um i think is is really effective as a scare tactic in horror horror films in general i think it really it really adds a certain layer of fear to the entirety of this movie outside of, you know, obviously the, the, the mental and physical and emotional breakdown that we've, we've talked about in this video. Right. And there's, there's so much, um, in the way of, of different presentations of horror. So we get, of course, um, we get the psychological, we get the mental, we get the, the physical, um, with the monster we get so much visual horror as well that might not stick out um, on on first viewing um, mm-hmm. and and it all it all ties together um, so well um, kind of almost completing in a way um, this horror story that's been being told and and the idea of um, like we we've talked about the um, her seeing the the monster in the police station as mm-hmm. as a, as a coat and a top hat a lot of this horror a lot of these wounds so to speak are self-inflicted right um, and that's right. and that's where a lot of the the personal reflection comes in both for our character um, and for the viewers here mm-hmm. yeah this is a movie I think requires multiple viewings to kind of pick up on all those maybe thing those things you might not see the first time yeah. And we, you know, we we mentioned this before. This is a movie that you and I have been talking about since it came out yeah, for, on Netflix for years. It's been six years. Yeah, like we've been talking about this movie for the better part of six years now, 
and there's still things that well and i i think it almost requires discussion like it's it's yes. uh, of course there is mm-hmm. a lot of there is a lot of um you know kind of internal reflection um but it w- what really opened my eyes um to kind of <coughs> what we were seeing in the film was mm-hmm actually talking it out, like hashing out the thoughts that I had regarding the film, yes. listening yeah. to what you had to say about it, then watching it with other friends and listening what they had to say about mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. it. It requires and deserves multiple viewings and it, and it yes. deserves discussion too, because there's so much that we can take from it, both from a filmmaking standpoint, a horror genre standpoint, mm-hmm. and, and really just a life standpoint. You I, know? Th- I think this is more than likely the only movie that overlapped for us because there is so much that when we when we watched it and started discussing it I feel like the impacts that we felt were so were so varied and and not necessarily different but we just it was something that was so easy to discuss because of how impacting it was on us Mm -hmm. and I think that it's kind of fitting that this would be the one that overlaps because like I said we've been we've been talking about it for so long and there's things we keep we keep kind of picking up on that we might not have initially seen. Yeah. And that's six years. Like this movie has, has not lost any value. If anything, it's appreciated in value. And that's, that's one of the best things you could ever say about any movie. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's an alarm. Cause it's 11 o'clock. Sure is. Holy shit. That's scared. Same. That scared the fuck out of me. Same. The video is just going to go black here for a second until we turn the, turn the alarm off. I think it stopped recording. It did. Well, yeah, it just stopped. But we've got this. Yeah, we can keep the audio okay. and then... Well, good, because that was fucking terrifying. Yeah. I never want that shit to happen again when Ooh. we're sitting... Let's just... We're sitting in this empty yeah. warehouse, can we basically. turn? Can we turn the alarm off? Can you, can you go grab yeah, it real quick? Yeah, is that freaking you out? It's freaking me out me a little too. bit. I don't like... This video is just going to be in black while we, while we uh, take a second here to... Hello, thank you for... Uh, thank you for... Yeah, let's wrap this let's wrap this shit up and get out of here. Yeah, let's get the video I'm going. Gonna, I'm just gonna it might not look the same. It's gonna look vi- this video quality is not gonna look great because we're um currently pooping our pants and trying to leave. Um did you hit record? Yeah, I hit record. But I'm trying to get out of this place. Okay, let's um Okay, so <laughs> let's just let's just uh hold on, let me Yeah, let's just let's just wrap this okay. up real quick. Um, um yeah, that was bound to happen eventually during yeah. this Time of our recording. Spooky Let's season. Um, record during the day tomorrow. That's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So listen, g- go watch this movie if you haven't already. Go watch it um, with the lights on. With the lights on, and you'll want to leave the lights on maybe when you go to sleep after this movie. Listen, um, this this movie. I'm trying to make this quick. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little flustered. I'm a little um, scared now. I'm trying um, to. So so this movie changed the way that I looked at horror. Yes. And I think there's there's a good reason why we have had countless discussions about it. Yeah. It seems like continued y- countless discussions. Year after year, if not like every few months, yeah. this movie just comes up. At least every how like every season, like every spooky every Halloween season. every spooky season. <laughs> we have some reason to talk about it. Yes. Um there's there's still so much that it has to offer, mm-hmm. um, you know. Let's just let's be done. Let's, I, you know what? Let, give them a give them the outro get, and okay. let's get out of here because um, I uh, want to go home. I, I want to get in my bed where I'm safe under yeah. my blankies. 
I want to go check my closet, make sure there's no monsters there. Check oh, under my bed. Check under the bed. You know what? I'm 23 years old, and I still do that. I'm gonna turn the lights on while I walk down the stairs into 100%. my room. Hundred percent. It's gonna be kind of scary turning the lights off as we walk out of here. It's gonna be scary sleeping in the dark. Yeah. Scary closing my eyes. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, if you liked what you saw today, if you like what you've heard, um, I sure didn't like what I saw. Um, no. Go ahead and and subscribe to our channels. We are um, Front Row Seats on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We're our Front Row Podcast on Spotify and Apple and Stitcher. We're also on SoundCloud if you feel like listening there. Um, a whole bunch of different avenues you can check us out. Uh, let us know what you think, though. Check out the movies that we're recommending to you. Maybe recommend some to us. We do want to continue to um, to revisit horror even after Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is the nightmare before Christmas, so to speak. Yeah, um, so it is. Give us some recommendations. We'll keep it going throughout the year. This Absolutely. is not the last you're going to hear of our horror reviews mm-hmm. and discussions. Maybe we'll pick some to do like real deep dives into it and yeah. long-form discussions. Leave anything. Let us know what you think about these movies in the comments. If, if you have any thoughts, we will reply. We love, I mean, obviously we love talking about movies, even if it's not Dom and I talking to each other. So uh, be sure to do that too. We appreciate any and everything you guys have to offer. So yep. we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Sleep Thursday. tight. Oh my gosh, dude. Get me out of here. There's a little there's a, there was a little bit of pee coming out me for a second there. <laughs>